Hey, everybody, this is Randy Beamer with News for San Antonio. Thanks for listening to San Antonio's Voice of the Podcast. Interesting interview, fascinating, I think, and it's relevant because of a Netflix series that is out right now on Selena. And uh, the first season has dropped, the second season is about to drop, and it's going to focus on the relationship with Selena and Chris Perez, her husband. And that's who we're interviewing today, and he has a lot to say. And joining us as well, Sal Del Cid, our assignment editor. Sal? Hey, Randy. Yeah, I, I thought this interview with uh, Chris Perez was pretty interesting. Uh, to me, he came off as sincere, and he opened up about things that are obviously personal, but in some ways also complicated. Uh, so yeah, he got into the relationship with Selena and how it evolved and, you know, how they kind of kept it quiet for a bit. And obviously there's a lot to unpack there when it comes to his relationship with the Quintanilla family, including Abraham. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot more to it than that, especially uh, before Selena and certainly afterwards. It was a uh, pretty good listen, Randy. We actually shot this last year when the focus was on the 25th anniversary of her death, but just as, as relevant today and fascinating for me, who had covered Selena, interviewed her a number of times, shot concert footage of her when I was literally on stage there, and also of her in the studio and public appearances. And so I found out a lot about the band and Chris and uh, the relationship with the family I didn't know before. And his background and what happened to him after this is fascinating as well. And we started when he was longing to be a rocker at San Antonio's Jefferson High School. This is Chris Perez on San Antonio's Voice, the podcast. Well, you went to Jeff, right? I did, I went to Jeff. Um, graduated in 87 and hit the ground running after that, professional musician. I didn't know it at the time. I thought it was a hobby. Didn't when, grow up wanting to be a musician? I did. Uh, I, I grew up wanting to be what I thought a musician was. And then, you know, you grow up and realize there's 23 other hours in the day that you have to um, do non-musician type stuff. Um, but loved it, that one hour and that studio time makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, and now from the beginning though, you were doing uh, rock. I mean, that was your thing. Yeah, 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 no, I, right, yeah, I had to, um, fib a little bit about my age to get my first job because I didn't have um, a, I didn't have any support um, as far as wanting to do the rock thing uh, from family like nobody in my family was a professional musician so being a parent now I can understand how um, frightening it might be like especially for my mom like wait my son wants to grow up and be a long haired you know and then she sees all the kiss pictures hanging on my walls one dude spitting up blood it's like oh no <laughs> you know I can't you know so I didn't really get much support in that on the early years you know and um, but I think that was part of what drove me to to do it you know and, and who's to say that maybe if I did have the support uh, I wanted back then I wouldn't have quit you know or, or something I'm, I find out the older I get I'm one of those people that if you tell me I can't I'm gonna try my hardest to prove you wrong so. who were you uh, who were the people on your walls the, the people you looked up to <sighs> oh my god okay kiss was the first kiss was the first Eddie Van Halen uh, Motley Crue ACDC Judas Priest Iron Maiden um, Ozzy 
course, his guitar players, Randy Rhodes and Jakey Lee. Um, that was, you know, a lot of the other ones, but those are the ones that were on my wall. There's a lot of bands, a lot of music I listened to, but that was, my room was my sanctuary. And I also got the education of, um, like, Tchaikovsky, Beethoven, um, and, and a bunch of different classical composers through my mother because... And I, uh, I look back on it fondly, being, being young, and my mom's like kind of doing the housework, and she would crank that up, you know? And so mm -hmm. I would hear like the Nutcracker ballet, I'd hear uh, uh, Peter and the Wolf uh, sounds, and, and it was just, little did I know that um, she was teaching me, you know? Mm -hmm. I was learning by osmosis. And then once I joined band uh, when I was 11, learning how to read and write, I mean, you kind of have to learn that other stuff because that's, I don't know if it's changed these days, but back then that's, mm -hmm. that's what they used to What'd do. What did you play in band? I started off playing the French horn, hmm. which, I mean, you know, an 11 year old brain, I mean, if, if that doesn't discourage you, you're pretty much in it for the long haul, right? I was walking home with the clumsy case and I was, I was uh, a, a, one of the smaller kids in, in, in my grade and, so, you know, there was that. But I loved being part of uh, the collective, you know, mm -hmm. and the sound that we make as a, as a unit, as opposed to um, the sound of the instrument by itself in my bedroom as I was practicing or whatnot. I mean, I, I, I like that, but not as much as, you know, being in the room and... Uh, how, so how did you get into guitar and uh, the rock part, playing it? Um, well, I had wanted to play guitar when I was younger, but I never had the chance to. And I remember going to church as a kid and seeing um, the cool teenage boys up there with their acoustic guitars and strumming and the way it sounded in the church. I mean, that's the first time I remember thinking that'd be cool to learn how to play guitar, you know. Um, but I never had the opportunity to do it. You know, I didn't know how to voice that, how to say that. You know, I didn't know the proper ter terminology of any of that stuff. Um, so I never, like, I think I might have mentioned it once and left it at that. Um, and then I had another, I had an opportunity one summer, I was, must have been about maybe 11, maybe somewhere in there. And um, it was free, there were free guitar lessons at the local community center, right, by where I lived. and. I had gotten, I didn't know it at the time, but I had a guitar and it was like about that long. It was a small guitar. I didn't know what a real guitar, whatever. And so I had that thing. I didn't know how to tune it. And then I didn't have a case. And I was self-conscious. I'm gonna walk in the neighborhood holding a guitar, right? So my, my, uh, my parents, they were like, here, just put it in this bag. And it was like a, just a sack put it in there, pull the string. And so I'm about to leave the house and I just was embarrassed. I'm like, hmm. I, I don't wanna show up. And one, I don't know what I'm doing. They're gonna make fun of me. And then I'm showing up with who knows what and the gear, whatever. So I didn't do that. And it wasn't until years later in middle school that um, a couple of my best friends played guitar. And in the band hall, we had an electric guitar and so we liked the same kind of music. And one day I saw him playing some Ozzy and some 
uh, Iron Maiden and, and, and some crew and, and bands that I was listening to at the time and I would watch where his, their fingers were going. And uh, I went home and I had the record, so I would put the record onto that song and I would remember, okay, their first finger was on the last string of the second fret and that's the first note of that riff. Hmm. And so I put the record on and, and I tuned to that note and then I learned how to tune, you know. Uh, so you taught yourself? Yeah, from, from day one I taught myself. And then w did you have a band later? You were in? Uh, in high school, actually, the first time I ever performed in public, I was singing with those guys, the friends of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and I was kind of like, it wasn't anything I really wanted to do, but they were my buds and they're like, man, we, but you, you sing it, you know, we don't, we don't have a singer. And, and I, I was, we were all really tight, tightly knit group of guys. Um, and I was like, all right. And that was like before the voice starts changing so I could actually sing a lot of these notes, right? Um, and yeah, we did the talent show in, in, in eighth grade and that was awesome, you know. Um, I was so nervous though that I didn't, I didn't really get to, I didn't experience it the way I should have. You know, I was super self-conscious and it wasn't until after the fact, it's like it went by so fast. And then the next day, friends coming up and talking about how good it was. And it's like, man, I wish I had paid more attention, you know, while it was happening. But I kind of went into autopilot mode. The nerves kicked in and... What songs? What kind of music? That was Judas Priest. That <laughs> song was called Electric Eye and it had an intro called The Hellion. In eighth grade. <laughs> in eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, and we got a picture of it too. It, um, I found it the other day and posted it on my social media. And, and man, was I little. I mean, but I have this leather jacket on and I'm sitting on the kick drum and my drummer's behind me and, you know, two guitar <laughs> players and bass player. And we thought we were the coolest thing. And then was that a band kind of later? It was, that was the plan. Hmm. That was the plan, but then. Uh, it just, you know, we everybody had different tastes. One of our guitar, one of the guitar players, Richard, was the way I remember him was he was just a phenomenon, prodigy. His dad was an amazing jazz musician, so was his mother. So I mean, my theory about him is that he just got really bored really fast with what we were doing and wanted to do his own thing and then somebody else just moved on, somebody went to another place, another school. And, um, but that's how I got on my path of meeting other mm -hmm. musicians that were more or less my age. And then you, which uh, first band that you played with? Um, we did a couple of like house parties in, mm -hmm. in high school. We had a band called Falling Angel. Man, I can't believe I'm talking about it. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, we, we were doing, we were doing uh, the rock thing and I had bought a, because of the, I worked at McDonald's, right? I had to, you have to be 16, but I wasn't 16 yet, but I said I was. And anyway, so I had a job, one of the few people in my circle of friends that had a job. So I had a little bit of money that I would have been saving up and I bought what was called a four track recorder and you record on a cassette and you have four tracks. So you could do four different things and then you could bounce those down and then you can do three things. You could bounce those down, you could do two things. So you could have a total of, I don't know, 12 tracks maybe. And uh, so I started learning how to do that and uh, was recording a friend of mine's band. It was really good. Um, 
and the he, he's a guitar player and he was the one that was in the band hall when I was in middle school that was playing the guitar that I first learned how to you know whatever mm -hmm. and um, he pulls me aside and he says hey man have you ever uh, thought about playing Tejano music and I'm like what uh, first off I said you're talking about what they play in the quinceaneras and the weddings and he's like well yeah he's and I think he told me something ridiculous like like dude I think we can make $20 a night <laughs> you know in my cousin in my cousin's band and whatever and if we play two nights that's 40 bucks and whatever and I'm thinking oh extra money okay I'll 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 I'll, I'll look into this and so he showed me two chords a major chord and a minor chord and I thought that's all there was to it <laughs> now I'm like you could do all kinds of stuff right but at the time okay major chord minor chord we're good um, and this the band happened to be his cousin who was Shelly Lattice and okay. she was just starting out um, and so I went on you know I, we decided to try it and little did I know that was the beginning of I mean from there I think because I was so well versed in different styles of music you know from rock to pop to R&B to now Tejano um, I was in her band and, and her and Selena were friends and we were having a rehearsal one day and uh, Selena's band. So her brother A.B., um, Pete, who was a background singer, Joe, who was one of the keyboard players, and Rick, who was the other keyboard player, they came in. We were rehearsing and all of, they just came in. And I knew they were going to be there that day because they were going to play that night. And Shelly and Selena were friends. And Shelly had given me her albums and said, learn some of these songs because I want to play them. So I knew when they walked in, part of me tripped out because I'm looking at faces that I saw on the back of a record, right? And we so happened to be playing, uh, I was so happy too, because we were playing Pat Benatar. So it was a rock song when they walked in, right? And we did the, the Pat Benatar song and we, we, you know, we wrapped it up and I was like, hey, you know, we shook hands and we met and AB invited me to their gig that night. And uh, I showed up you know me and the guys in the band we all went and we showed up and mind you this was before she was you know the icon that she is now and um i got there and there were some people there but nobody in front of the stage you know everybody was kind of scattered it was at rosedale park mm -hmm. so everybody was kind of on the sides here and there the scattered crowd but i walked up to the very front and i remember like like hearing the power and what they sounded like live and was super impressed and was taking notes you know mental notes like okay we got to work on this I got to get this tighter because I was basically the MD uh, the musical director by that time in Shelley's band um, so I'm taking these mental notes whatever they finished the night okay cool I walk off we go to the back um, not backstage the other back like the back of the park I mean, where you walk in, and I'm there with my guys in the band, and I see in the distance, I see A.B. like kind of walking around like he's looking for something. And I keep my eye on him, you know, he starts kind of coming towards me, and I'm like, Is, maybe he's looking for me or something, right? I was hoping anyway, <laughs> maybe. So I walked over, and he goes, oh, I was looking for you, you know, and basically, we started talking about music. He said he liked what he heard. Um, 
and he was thinking would I be interested in joining the band because at the time they were having issues with their guitar player I don't know what they were I didn't ask I just said just give me a call you know yes I'd be interested and uh, yeah a few weeks later I was home and he had called and uh, left a message on on the voicemail I called him back and and little did I did I know this was typical AB fashion he calls me and he's like hey so are you ready and I'm like well I gotta talk to you know I can't just like whatever I said so when do you when do you want to start or what do you want to do And he's like man I need you this weekend it was like Wednesday uh, you know and I said what he yeah we got something in Eagle Pass and I don't know if so and so is gonna show up and just you think you could do it I'm like well let me I had to make some phone calls and wiggle my way out of some stuff and that was it and now what did you think of the music while you were playing at the Tejano stuff I mean was it stuff you had to go through or was it you got more used to it I mean from Judas Priest yeah to, uh, that's quite a yeah um, Nah, you know what I was always um, or I considered myself to be pretty open-minded um, and I learned so much from listening to uh, records by other Tejano artists, you know, um, Latin Breed, um, you know, the Selena stuff. I mean, I knew almost every song that they had done up until I joined the band. So when I joined, it was a seamless transition for them because Shelly had wanted me to learn all that stuff. And then I wanted to learn it as kind of to educate myself, mm -hmm. you know, and then the, the mad respect I had for them was that those guys, the majority of the songs on the record were written by the guys in the band, which mm -hmm. is very similar to the bands that I grew up listening to. You know, those mm -hmm. bands, that they wrote their own music, you know. So I was excited about that when the opportunity presented itself and I just kind of, and then I tried to find a way to be a little different in inside that um, thing that was Los Dinos. I tried to be a little bit different and maybe expand as a guitar player what the person before me would have done, you know, because I had that other mm -hmm. outside, uh, those other outside influences and uh, it worked, you know, it seemed to work. And the Tejano, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't Tex-Mex also. At that time, Tejano was expanding to a little more rock sound, a little more pop sound. Yeah. And also, like, Shelly's band, your band, wasn't accordion and polkas. And, right, you right. Know, rancheras, all that kind of stuff. So you got a, you got a chance to do that. In the music, yeah. more for those years, did you get more and more into that? And um, I was happy to be the guitar player in that band and contribute what I could contribute. Not... I had no intention or need or want to cover, like, you know, A.B. was the producer of the band. He was the one that that you, I could play something and he'll tell me if I'm either going too far or if I'm not going far enough or if I could go farther, you know, like you can do it better, you can do whatever. And, and I wasn't afraid of going, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, that was, that was me all the time. What do you think, A.B.? What do you think, Rick? Because Rick's like a musical genius he's the other keyboard player in the band and that dude 
like he's I've said it before I mean he is like a secret weapon you know I could ask him I don't want to do the normal whatever chord like that and he's like well break it off and do this and play this ninth up here with whatever and I'd be like okay <laughs> you know and then I do it and it would work and so in that sense we truly were a band you know off off stage as well um, in in the studio and in, in um, pre-production um, and 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 tightly knit too you know as, as friends it took a lot of work though people don't realize all of that that came into it and how you how you collaborated on that how did it work a b writing pete writing they would come in yeah most well um from what i saw um rick sometimes would have completed songs and by completed songs i mean he could sit at a piano and he could play the piano hum the melody and and basically sing the lyrics as well and the thing with that is um like No Me Queda Mas, which ended up being a big Selena hit. That's kind of how it started. And the thing with that is Selena was such an amazing um, talent that, yeah, the song is great. And you can sit there and play it on a piano and sing it and people are going to get it. And they're going to, the message is amazing. And it's just a great song. But Selena had that, uh, I don't know, it's almost like an actress acting a part. Like where they could make you feel it, you know, um, a certain way. It had a certain kind of impact on you when she did it, um, which is basically a fancy way of going. She was just a badass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and at the time, that's how I thought about it. Oh, cool. Like now I'm part, you know, this is going to be amazing. And sure enough, it was like coincidentally f when I joined, I mean, it just seemed like it was just it just started taking off, you know. Um, everybody was kind of settling into their roles, and um, then AB would, AB would be. He's like the the uh, one way to describe it, in my opinion, is like the guy that I don't know, man. Like I don't know how to ride a chariot, but like if you imagine the horse is up there, and he's the guy in the you know in the back. He's he's the one that would kind of harness all that power of how we work together. And then he was an amazing bass player too at what he did, you know, he was. Mm -hmm. And now, um, so now that was the band part. I don't know if you, at that time, you know, what did you think of Selena? And was that boom or was it like? Look, 100%, I'll be honest. Of course, I mean, I was from day one, you know, uh, I thought she was beautiful, I thought she was, amazingly talented. I also knew for a fact that there could be nothing between us because this is work. And in my experience in the past, things like that just tend to get in the way because nine times out of 10, they don't work out. Then there's just, you know, it's weird on everybody involved, not just the two people that were in the relationship. So that was my like, I'm not gonna go there. and. And I was doing good, you know, we, we, we were doing, we were, we were doing it, we were making it, we were, we were playing, we were making records, and we were on the road quite a bit, and then, um, yeah, just like you spend enough, we were spending so much time together, and then we were the two youngest ones in the group, so sometimes it was just her and I, because the other guys, and they'd be, you know, in a 21 and over 
situation and I, we weren't quite there yet so and we would be hanging out and we got, got we started to get to know each other in a different way you know and I had never really experienced anything like that um, and so it was it, I mean there were good times you know back then so as things are going and then it was it was like from my perspective it was kind of like the kind of coming together and pulling away kind of thing because there was that that uh that struggle right of keeping it a certain way but really scared that if it goes this other way it's gonna be bad for everybody and um it just kind of like it was almost meant to be in a weird way. We were on an airplane ride back uh, from um, a trip we had taken and we were sitting next to each other. Long story short, we hit turbulence and we started holding hands. And on one, you know, I was like two voices in my head on that plane ride, like, man, this is cool, you know, whatever. And, oh no, what's everybody gonna say? And now, oh, you did it now, whatever. But then I thought, well, just holding hands at the time. And um, the plane ride comes to an end and we say bye to each other and that's basically it. But we did like connect and talk and, you know, it, it felt right, uh, it felt special, it felt different. And then um, that was it pretty much. Uh, no numbers being switched, you know, whatever. And it's not like nowadays everybody has a cell phone. Oh, let me give you my number. You know, back then it was a lot different. So fast forward a little bit to, um, you know, I come back to San Antonio. She goes back to Corpus. Her brother, you know, we were, we're rehearsing something in Corpus and, and, and A.B. and I went to go get some, we're going to go get something to eat. And as we're backing up out of the driveway of his house, he's like, so what do you think about... Uh, you know, Selena, I'm like, oh, she's cool, dude. Yeah, I'm having a great time. <laughs> having a great time here, whatever. He goes, no, stupid, what do you think about her? And I'm like, nah, I mean, you know. And she was at, she had asked him to ask me, what do I think about her so she could know? But me and my dingy brain was like, I still didn't get all that. I'm just like, ah, you know, that, your dad will kill me, you know, and, uh, he started laughing and he just said, no, no. And that was pretty much the end of the conversation. You know, we she and I, whenever we were together, it was just like we would get closer and closer and closer until there was nowhere to go. You know what I mean? And then, and then even when, when, when something had started, it was like, are, is this, are we like, is this happening kind of thing? Um, and yeah, I mean, I remember the first time, which was uh, we had been kind of uh, really close for, 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 for some time. And then it was like the conversation had to happen, you know, so what's going on here? Um, and this was at a Pizza Hut. And that's when she told me how she felt about me. And I said it, too. I told her that I loved her back. And I almost choked on the words, not because I, you know, it was just, it was so real. You know what I mean? It wasn't, uh, it wasn't just the, the words themselves. It was the feeling behind it. And um, yeah, that was pretty much the beginning of that. 
But then there's her father. Mm -hmm. How did that, I mean, knowing him, hmm. he was, he's a tough guy and I don't, you know, I don't know what people know from the movie, I don't even remember that image. But did you have to like, oh. Look, Abraham was, he's always cool with me. Hmm. He was always cool with me. I mean, um, you know, I felt like he liked me. I, I not, not enough to like, you know, be seeing his daughter or anything like that <laughs> on the download, but you know, I, he liked me. We would hang out, we would talk and you know, just, um, I'd go sit in the front of the bus with him when he was driving late at night. And I used to love doing that, you know, mm -hmm. just sitting up in the front with him and we'd talk a little bit and there'd be a lot of silence and we're just kind of there or whatever and talking again. And I used to enjoy that. Um, so, if anything, the what bugged me is the fact that we weren't being open about it. I can't say we weren't being honest. We just weren't talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Were so you afraid that he would uh, do that? I, I or, just didn't, or that it would mess up the chemistry? No, I just thought, I just didn't want to mess it up. I think we had such a good thing going. You know, she and I were happy. He, you know, we were all happy, basically. Um, and everybody was cool. I mean, all the guys in the band, everybody was, it was okay, you know. Um, it, it wasn't until uh, he found out and, you know, didn't, didn't quite, uh, wasn't expecting it, right? And then, too, I'm sure was upset because, you know, this has been going on and nobody said anything. And... It was, that was just, we thought that was the best way to handle it, you know. Um, and this was like in 89, 90, or I mean, how More or less, you know, it was like a kind of a gradual thing from when I joined the band. Um, you joined in 87? But then, I don't, I graduated in 87. Great. It was a year or two after that that I joined. Oh, okay. Um, but let's see, it was before, because I remember when we did the uh, Entre a Mi Mundo CD, which has, um, that CD has Como La Flor on it, and it has uh, La Carcacha on it, which are two of her bigger hits, and it has a few other hit songs on there. I remember when we were tracking that album, um, she and I were like knee deep in it, and everybody knew about it but him, and I remember it was upsetting to me, you know. Um, so how did he finally find out, and what did that do? I'm not... I'm not too sure. All I know is what happened between he and I, and that's all I can speak on. And so, we, she and I, had, we had just finished a show um, in Bryan, Texas, and um, we were just kind of hanging out on the bus. You know, everybody had already left the venue, and so all the guys were inside joking around with the road crew, which we usually did. And but she and I were inside the bus. And it was like, from me to you, you know, she was sitting on the sofa part, I'm on this other part, and we're just talking, and the door opens to the bus, and uh, Suzette comes up, and she, she, she comes up the steps, she sees us, and she just kind of like, you know, uh, you know, closes the door and takes off. And, uh, you know, Susan's like, well, who's that? I'm like, it's your sister, I don't know, you know, whatever. So we're talking. And then it happens again, but this time it's Abraham. And then Abraham sees me and he's like, hey, can I talk to you? Like, sure. And me and her look at each other. 
I go outside and uh, we're outside the bus and he just goes, look, I don't know what's going on between you and Selena, but whatever it is, it stops right now. And I was so taken aback and wanting to be the, you know, the smoothing it out person, which mind you was, that was tough too, trying to keep her happy and him happy. And then when everybody else, when he found out that caused a whole bunch of other stuff and then keep everybody else happy. And it's like, what about me? You know, so it was a, it was a stressful time for me, but, um, you know, so yeah, he said, he's like, whatever it is, it stops now. And, um, being that I was taken aback, I'll, that could have been an opportunity to try to, you know, to, to say something and, and be open. But the, the only words that came out were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but did you feel that way or it was like, damn? I was like, I was, I was, I was unbalanced. I was kind of mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I couldn't, I don't, I don't even know. If I have the right, if I was in that situation right now, what I would say, you know, um, I guess things went down the way they had to go down. And then did you keep it separate after that? I mean, no, no, I had never had any intention. I'm sorry, Abraham. I never had any intention. I told her about it, too. And she got really upset, you know, at, at what had happened and she got up and I'm like, no, 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 sit down. We're, we're not going to do that. Everything is cool. You know, let's, we're just continue doing what we've been doing. And, um, of course things got a little thicker and tougher, harder to get around, but we managed. Um, and then, and then what else happened? Different, I don't want to say different versions, but you know, with Abraham, how did you, did he, did you wind up getting married before he yeah. knew about it? I mean, so it was still, were you out of the band for a while or not playing or did yep. I, how, how did that work? Um, well, it was just really intense. You know, the, uh, you could, the air, you know, it was just, you could cut it, cut through that, everything that was going on with a knife, it was so thick in there and, um, you know, just like anybody else, you can only take so much, right? Um, knowing that it's going to hurt the person you really care about. But in, in the heat of the moment, you're just so upset and angry that it's like, yo, um, it was one of those kind of moments. Uh, and it was a um, combination quitting slash get out of here type thing, you know, um, and so were you out of the band and you weren't together? No, we, we stayed talking, which I think for me it was awesome because I went in, you know, I mean, there was other bands I could play with and still make money, and which I was doing it. I didn't have to deal with all that other stress, all that other pressure. Um, but deep down, I really wasn't happy because I wanted everybody to, I knew everybody liked me, you know what I mean? Because I had been there for quite some time already and we all got along. It just, it, it was more, uh, more of a like hurt feelings kind of thing because in my mind, I'm thinking like, how could you not see the type of person that I am as far as wanting to cause any harm or break anything up or do something against everything that's been all the hard work and everything that's been put into this, you know. 
and support uh, her, uh, Selena, and her, her dreams of like you know fashion and wanting to do. A, you know, she we would talk about. She one day she wanted to have a boutique. One day she wanted to do this, and you know, I was there to to hear all of that. As a matter of fact, the building in 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 Corpus, which was the first one that she opened up, she and I spent so much time in there doing remodeling. I learned how to do all kinds of crazy stuff in construction because that was her and you know that was the both of us. And now, were you back in San Antonio though, and she was in Corpus for a while? You were playing here with different bands, or? Yeah, I went back on the road with, with uh, one of the bands that I had been playing with. Um, and then we, you know, we saw each other uh, during the week when, when she wasn't on the road and I wasn't on the road and she'd come to San Antonio, I'd go to Corpus and we just kind of had to do it like that for a minute. And then uh, I will say this, if out of all the scenes in the movie, the, the scene where uh, the guy who's playing me, John Seda, where he comes to the hotel, where she comes to the hotel room knocking on the door like, I can't handle this anymore. Let's get married. That scene is the most realistic when mm -hmm. it comes to uh, she and I. When I saw that, I was like, I, I remember I told John, um, the actor, I was like, dude, you nailed that. That, but we had spent a lot of time together. Like he and I became best of friends during mm -hmm. the making of that movie, and he would ask me like all the in between the lines stuff of this scene or that scene, and I would say, well, it didn't really happen like that. I know where they're going, but this is what I was thinking. This is what was going on, and he was able to put that into. Hmm. Uh, and so now that when you got back together, we you weren't playing in the band, or when that no scene, mm -mm. so. How did that work? Where'd, where'd you go? I had gone into Corpus to visit her. She mm -hmm. was supposed to be taken off to El Paso the next morning. So I was dead asleep, you know, in my room. Uh, the hotel that I would gotten over there, I was dead asleep, thinking they're on the road, I'm, I'm cool, I'm gonna sleep in, and then I'm gonna head back to San Antonio. Well, nope. Right before I was gonna get up, checkout time, whatever, she, I was knocking on the door, and I thought it was maids or whatever, you know, housekeeping, whatever. And um, I was like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm still here. More knocking. I was like, oh, so I got up and that, that was. And so then you decided I'm going to get married? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it ended up like that, but it wasn't a quick like, hey, let's get, you know, we, got, we, this, we can't deal with this anymore. We have to get married. Okay, let's get married. It wasn't like that. It was mm. like, wait a minute, wait, you know. Wait a minute. For one, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm scared. You know that I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do something where there's no coming back from. You know what I mean? And and I didn't mean that about she and I. I meant that about her father, and myself, and her as well. I mean, in my mind, I mean, this could mess everything up, and that wasn't my intention at all. Um, so we had a little bit of a back and forth about it until. Uh, and I think it's just like this in the movie uh, where I tell her, but I thought you wanted this way and that and the way you imagined it and whatever. And when she looked at me and she said, that's never going to happen. It was like, okay, let's and, go. And then how long was it that you got married, uh, elo eloped? Where, where did you go? Because I don't know if that's another. The courthouse there in Oasis County, uh, Corpus Christi, April 2nd of 1992. And how did things go after that? 
surprisingly well. <laughs> really? <laughs> not, yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, not just with her, but the whole, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, I mean, what a lot, I think, what a lot of people, you know, because we don't highlight my family and the part they played and their side of things. What some people might not understand is that my family wasn't too happy either, you know, that we had to deal with that situation. Um, and so that my mom and my dad were the first people that, that heard from us. That because we did it and we came back to San Antonio and I couldn't even say the word. You know what I mean? I was like, we did it. Did what? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's funny now, but at the time, you know, and um, yeah, it was, it, I mean, we had to, we had to. And their reaction, your parents' reaction? Well, they knew how we felt about each other. My mother and, and Selena especially had spent a lot of time together. And a lot of her trips to San Antonio were spent with my mom, you know, the two of them hanging out. And, um, and they liked her. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and they didn't know. I mean, it was a singer in this band that I was in, you know. Um, but then as things started getting, picking up, you know, then they, they you know, they saw it happening. Okay, so you got married. You, uh, how did how did Abraham find out and all that? And how did that that go when you got getting you into the band? Looking back on it now, and I never really realized this or thought about it this way, but um, like Selena was really happy. Like she knew I had no clue, and. I was looking at her and, you know, obviously talking and whatever, and she was basically trying to tell me it's going to be okay, you know, everything's going to be fine, and I'm, like, it wasn't that easy for me to, to believe that. I wanted to believe it, but she just had this happiness going on with her, and I understand why now, you know, because she knew, like, she knew. I didn't know, I mean, I could hope. But she knew. And sure enough, I mean, uh, I, I don't remember if her brother called my mom's house or if she called him from my mom's house. Mm -hmm. Well, so we're in, in and it was, was weird is we were in my bedroom that I grew up in as a kid. So, you know what I mean? It's just on one hand, it's so weird. And then on the other one, it's like, okay, that's safe zone right um so then i remember that i think her brother called and she looked at me and i was like she gets on the phone and uh she's like hello he says whatever he says and she just busted out laughing <laughs> you know and then i think that's when i thought okay all right we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay right um so yeah, that that's kind of when that when that happened, I knew that all of that side already knew. I didn't know to what extent it had affected everybody, but I knew that there was a really good chance it was going to be okay. Um, you know, and then it it when when Abby and I finally had the chance to talk days later, 
Um, I mean, we talked there on the phone, but it was like, yo, welcome to the family and blah, blah, blah. And I was, you know, relieved, but yet still hanging on to some things that had happened, but, you know, um, wanting it to be cool, wanting it to be good. Um, and then a few days later when I, you know, Avi and I were having a conversation and he told me about how his dad reacted and it was sad, you know, I mean, I, I could, I could, I could understand. And now being a father, I can actually relate, you know, um, and I wish that obviously things could have been different if, and if I knew if I had the tools as a person to be able to do everything perfectly right, that would have been my choice. Um, but you were 21? 21, yeah. And then, but getting back in the band. I was 22 at that, right 22? before, when we got married, I was 22. And so then getting back in the band, how did that, was it tough? Was it still a little of that, at least with Abraham or? No. Really? No, yeah, it was like, I mean, Abraham, God bless him, you know, his marriage is a sacred, you know, I mean, he just, he, he I mean, dare I say was, was supportive, you know, was. And so get back in the band and that's okay. I don't remember being publicized much that, that you were married. Was that by design or just accidental or? Didn't want it to was, say it, it to was, fans? I don't want to say it was by design, but I, I, was, I was good to not make a big deal about it. I was good to keep it under wraps, hush, hush. If anything, she was the one that might have wanted to be a little bit more open about it as far as the public goes and things like that. But I was like, nope, mm -mm. I, we don't need that kind of, you know, being honest. Did they think it would cut the interest in her as a young... There was some of that. Mm -hmm. There was some of that, and I wasn't disagreeing with it. I remember she got uh, some award, a Tejano Music Award, and she thanked the family, and then she thanked you. And then they booed? Yes. Yeah. On that, like, how crazy is it that with time, how things turn around? You know, because back then when that happened, I mean, it was funny. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was funny, but the fact that it happened is just like a testament to how times have, or how things have changed as far as the role I play and now it has become the legacy and the memory and uh, the story and the icon that she has become and what she stands for. Now, it's like back then, it was funny, they booed, oh, she's married to this dude, ah. You know, now it's like, oh, you know, the, the, what they had to go through. And you know, it's because that with time, the truth and the story and, and you know, it comes out. Mm -hmm. And did I know it was gonna happen or expect it to happen? No, I did not. Um, and it's been a struggle um, trying to accept that I actually do play a role, you know, in it. Um, because for the longest time, after she was gone and interviews and things that I had to do, I was um, kind of uh, made to look a certain way. 
through the press. You know, remember before social media and right. all that. So you did an interview, and I sit here and I talk about it. I talk about this new record I got with, that was on its way to winning a Grammy, and uh, these people that I work with that were my dream dreams come true, and um, blah blah blah. And then the one minute or the two minutes of talking about like, so you know, how are you doing at the Selena thing or whatever? That's the part that they would show. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, I, you know, I've said this before in interviews, like if I do something like that, they'll slow it down and they'll put the, you know, I mean, I, I get it. I know how it is, right? Uh, it's, it's the, you live by the sword, you die by the sword kind of thing. Um, but, so I didn't feel like I had a voice, you know, I, 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 because it wasn't me. I mean, it was, it was, it was one little aspect of me, but it wasn't. You feel it? Kind of like I don't want to say stunted what you were doing professionally, or you know kept yeah, you back for sure because I overthought, mm-hmm. I overthought things. Like I, I wasn't just free and open because oh, what are they going to think about this? Oh, they're going to think I'm exploiting something, or they're going to think I'm taking advantage, or God forbid, I put this song on my record and it talks about my feelings about her. They're going to say, and it does, it does something. They're going to say the only reason it did it is because it's about her. You know, all these things were going through my mind. And that's one of the reasons I didn't go back to playing that type of music when she passed away. It was like, I ran the other way. Um, People also might wonder, well, did you run away from the band or from Abraham? Or was there any tension there still? Or what was that like after she passed? For, I, well, I can only speak for myself. For me, um, they were the only thing left on this earth that loved her in my mind as much as I did. I know that to be true, but at the time, I had nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the support is different now than, than it was back then as far as the fans go and the people that believe in her and what she stood for in the music. And, you know, it's a different thing now, whereas back then it was over. Everything was done. Uh, my band is over with. Not only did I lose, um, not only did my wife pass away, but the lead singer of the baddest band that I had ever played in. Um, you don't come back from that, you know. Um, and being 25, you know, at the time, I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I just had to get, you know, I had to, I had to go find myself. Once I spent that time there with them and I was just holed up in that house for months and never coming out. And I know they tried, I know they tried to get me, they would call me from Q Productions and which was, you know, being built, finished, I should say. They would call me and like call me over to to come do this or come do that or hey, would you? And I was just like, I didn't have it in me. (laughs) I, I couldn't do it. But being in a room back then being in a room with Abby and Suzette and uh, Abby's family at the time and Suzette's husband and Abraham and Marcy I mean that was like the good kind of medicine for me you know Um, and I needed that I needed to go through it and then once I felt strong enough to think about music again 
it was like, okay, now I really have to think about how I want to do it. What am I going to do? And, you know, I know that, again, I know that if I go back to doing what I did before and I use the same crew, which would be AB producing, Abraham executive producing and all that stuff, I know it's not, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to feel like, you know, like one, that I did it on my own and two, like it's going to be tough doing it without what I had before. So I chose to. Now, after that time, did you move back to San Antonio? Did it take a while? No, I didn't move back to San Antonio until probably around 1999, I believe. So I was, I, I lived in Corpus from the day we got married, which was April of 1992, until like almost 2000, hmm. the end of 99, somewhere around there. And were you playing with your band then or mm -hmm. still? Mm -hmm. I was doing my band. I did outside projects, mm -hmm. you know, that I would record guitar for different artists. And as a matter of fact, every one of AB's CDs that he did with the Kumia Kings, I played the guitar on those. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the stuff that was coming out of Q Productions as well. And, you know, I stayed busy that way. But as far as playing, like, live, it was with my band. It and now, um, when you started playing back in San Antonio, when did you start to feel like, ah, I'm doing my, what I want to do again? And when, you know, was that after 97, 98, around right in there or, or later? When did I start feeling like I was... Like, like you were, I don't know, back on your path, you know, that you didn't feel constrained about her legacy or, or playing with the, the family or... In truth, uh, I'd say probably within about the last maybe six, seven years, really? I felt like I was on my the path I was meant to be on, like, you know, uh, and taking the first steps. Because I had always been in situations that I didn't feel comfortable uh, being very open about my past. Um, so like, I never talked about it. I never um, opened up about any of that stuff. And then you know, I, I started learning how to be more, more open. And um, again, I can't help but think that um, the social media, um, you know, and computers, everybody now has a voice. Some people can abuse it, right? Um, or, or use it to be mean-spirited or, or whatnot. Um, but the majority of people um, have been absolutely beautifully helpful to me in my life and helping me find where I stand in this grand scheme of things, you know. I understand that it's social media, you know. Uh, there's a certain kind of plastic, uh, I don't know what a better way to say it, a feeling about the whole thing, right? Because anybody can say anything on social media. I can tell you how I'm flying to the moon next week and take pictures of the stars tonight and go, it's beautiful up here. And people are gonna believe I was up there. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to think I handle my socials a little different than some people I know, wherein that the likes and the things like that are not bought. 
and they're more of an organic thing. And so the voices that I hear coming back at me from there, they help me kind of navigate through the waters, you know what I mean, to get me to where I'm at now. And um, like I have what I feel is a, for the most part, um, honest sounding board, you know, where I can bounce things off of people and mm -hmm. kind of get a, a feel of. of but do you f still feel, um, I don't want to say obliged, but you know, that you are called on like 25 years, hey, what do you think of the legacy and how it's gone? Did you have any idea at the time that it would be Absolutely like none. I had no idea it was going to be what it became. Like I had said earlier, I thought that was it. What are we going to do? You know, looking, like, thinking that to myself and thinking of her father and her mom and her sister and her brother and Brick and Joe, you know, the guys in the band, like, what are we going to do? But then... 30,000 people go to the whatever the visitation and then the movie comes out and by that time did you think oh or not still that it was going to fade I didn't no I I didn't understand it I saw it but I didn't understand it hmm. I I had no idea um, like now I think I have a pretty good grasp on the effect that the profound effect that she's had on the world the you know the Latin community um, when you see artists like Drake and um, Selena Gomez and um, the Kardashian girls wearing Selena shirts it's like those are little for me they're like oh, the impact is becomes more real and obvious and what do you think that is everybody has a different idea of what why does that endure? You can't fake it, man. I mean, she was authentic to the core, you know, and the talent that she had, there was something special. Um, you know, she was an amazing person on top of that. You know, uh, what she stood for, uh, how she helped the community out, uh, the part that, that she played, you know. Um, and she had big dreams, you know, acting and you know, the, the whole fashion thing and uh, the boutiques and uh, the possibilities with her were endless and everything I saw her put her mind to, she, she tore it up. Did you understand the role model thing that she would become and how that, I mean, she had young fans, but the fact there are still young fans. Right. Yeah, no, I, 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 I knew she would go to elementary schools because I went to some with her and she would, you know, her message, you know, about education being important and other things. Um, I saw that, but I, and it ha definitely had an impact on the students in that room, the, the children that were in the room. But now, you know, with the movie, with the lore and the, you know, the icon, I mean, again, what she stands for culturally is so much bigger, or it, it it's just such, has, has such a bigger impact, you know, on, on the kids because they've had all this time to get to know her mm -hmm. as opposed to, oh, this singer's coming into the room and she's going to talk to you about whatever. And you know what I mean? Now mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that's the movie, that's the, you know, whatever. And so you see, and, and luckily a lot of the, 
videos and things like that are still around, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that <clears throat> the impact is, is uh, so much bigger now and the doors that she opened are, it's clearer now mm -hmm. what, what she did, you know. And one other thing about that, it seemed like to me, half the world, you know, it was a parallel universe, half the world mourned her like, oh my gosh, and they were fans. And half the world like, who is this? And, and still today, you got 25 years later, and because of the social media and whatever, it's, oh, this is so sad, and you know, her legacy is growing bigger than there are other people. Like you said, you know, they want to say, oh, let her rest. Um, and uh, the mean on social media is, oh, they're, they're taking advantage of this. And that has to, I mean, how do you feel about those two competing images of from the world. I mean, that that must be tough on you because that those but reactions. It's tough for me to read anything negative that's being said about somebody that I love and care for, right? Um, it's not cool. Um, but I mean, it's part of the you know nature of the beast. I mean, you can't please everybody. And so when you say, when you see some of that and you, uh, people say, oh, you know, the family's doing this or take, making money off her or that, you got to, what do you say? That's, I mean, know. as blunt as possible, I completely 100% disagree with those comments. And how about uh, now in your family and, and that, how, how tough was that to build your own, you know, persona and get back to, hey, I'm me. Um, I don't look at it as I don't I don't feel it like it was tough because I looked at it as an opportunity I get to do this I get to I, I don't see how long the road is none of that stuff I just put one foot in front of the other and I keep going forward and I get stuff done that way I do have uh, my daughter and my son um, my daughter is 21 believe it or not yeah, she's 21, my son is 15. Um, both love music, um, but my daughter, I think, that for she entertained the idea of maybe going into it, but I was really, <sighs> I was careful with her, but I wanted her to see what it's really like. You know, because what you see on TV is not, that's not the reality of it. I mean, it's that one little speck of time that you get to be doing that thing. The rest of the day, it's, you know, so it's a lot of work. There's a lot of putting yourself into it because I told her, like, um, a lot of jobs, the way I understand it to be, is like you have your, your checklist of things that you have to do, right? And as long as you get those things done and you do them to the best of your ability, great job. Being a musician and an artist is completely different because if you're going to create, you, where you, you have to create it out of nothing, basically. Mm -hmm. You can have your inspirations and you don't know how things are going to turn out. You can just, you know, it's, it's like you could really work hard on something and at the end of the day, nobody wants to hear it. You know, um, it's, it's a, 
it's, it's emotionally taxing a lot of times. There's a lot of traveling. And she, believe me, she got to travel and see, see it from the tour bus, see it from the fancy flights and the fancy hotel rooms or whatever. And all of that still wasn't worth it for her. She's like, nah, I'm going to do, like she's doing amazing work in makeup. And um, I don't even know how she does it because I'm afraid of like, I, I can't even get my blood drawn. You know what I mean? But phlebotomy and things like that, she's. She's just off and running. I'm, I'm super proud of her. And how about your son? He's 15, loves music. I, if I have a rehearsal, full band rehearsal, he better be there. Because if he finds out he's not there, he's like... Really? Yeah. Is he a guitarist? Drums. He loves drums. Oh. He loves to play drums. Um, my daughter actually can sing and play, you know, guitar um, and piano. And she's got an amazing voice. I called her up on stage one time. We did one of the Fiesta de la Flores in Corpus. She came up and sang. It was amazing. And now, uh, you see a family band there kind of thing? Like a... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Why not? <sighs> Went through it, been there, done that? Tough? Yeah, I don't think I have it in me to go through all that again. Or to see it go down, you know. I've... I've you yeah. know, I'm, I'm just more focused on on what it is that I'm trying to do. And now, yeah, tell me about that, because I don't want that to get lost. I want to, you know, what are you doing now, and, and where can people see you, and what, do you, what kind of music if they don't know what it is? Well, okay, there's, there's a couple of different ways that I go you know, about as far as being out and whatever, because now not only do I have the music thing, but we just released a, the Hot Sauce brand, mm -hmm. and now we have two offerings. So, which is crazy for me to even say that. But, um, you know, so in that, I get to do appearances where I'm not playing music. Um, uh, up until now, we've kind of kept both things separate, mm -hmm. you know, but I, but I am working on the songwriting. I just got back from Nashville a few weeks ago. Um, worked with uh, Julian Raymond, who's done some amazing stuff. I actually worked with him on my first CD, Resurrection, that we got the mm -hmm. Grammy for. Um, we did some work out in Nashville, um, wrote some really good stuff I'm excited about. Um, and the hot sauce came out in November, the mm -hmm. first offering, which I, mean, I can't believe it, you know, that how, how good it's done. I mean, I knew that, I figured that people were going to buy it, a lot of them because of, you know, who I am or they, they know of me and they support me, which I appreciate very much. But I had to, I mean, the way I approached the hot sauce was like, I don't want it to be a novelty item. I don't want it to look, you know, I, I could be comical about it and make it look funny and whatever, but I want it to be taken serious. So it took us a minute to figure out exactly what we wanted it to look like till we settled on something. The recipe too, wanted it to be an original recipe. So the process, I learned a lot going through that, you know, how to, how to get FDA approval, uh, all that other kind of stuff. So that was November. Fast forward to now, it's like maybe a month ago, and Dallas has this huge hot sauce convention, and I got invited right by the people that helped me distribute the my hot sauce. Uh, we went. They had an award show that evening, which is a big deal to all the chili heads that show up there and whatnot. And I had heard I was I was nominated, but you know I've never been, so it's like you put me in a, in a musical award show. I, you know you get the program categories, whatever. I, I didn't know what I was doing, 
but everybody was unbelievably nice to me and supportive there at the event, which was, I, you know, I gave out a sigh of relief because I thought, oh, they're going to be thinking, who's this guy? Here he comes. Oh, now another musician wants to be whatever. And, but they, they accepted me with open arms, and I made a lot of new friends and got a lot of advice and um, won five awards, believe it or not. Wow. Two how do, first places. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Like, is this? I couldn't believe it. I was shaking just like when I won the Grammy because I had no clue. You know, just like with the Grammy, I mean, I was up against people that were inspirational to me. That some of those bands that were in the category with me were the reason that I was doing what I was doing. And so to win that, the first year of that category, um, I couldn't. Mm -hmm. You know, I was grateful, but. But people don't also realize maybe that you have background in that. I mean, you have a love for that. It didn't come out of just nowhere. Uh, you you carried peppers. Yeah. I mean, that's a yeah, kid that, who's pretty hardcore about. Yeah, that's how it started. I, I went to a business meeting and I opened up my bag and I took out my little baggie with Serrano peppers and there I, it was a fancy Italian restaurant. <laughs> and, and But I didn't think anything of it. I, I mean, it's what I do. But then you see the people are looking like, what the heck is this dude? And, 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 and a friend of mine who ended up being a business partner was sitting next to me and he goes, what is that? And I told him, oh yeah, and I take him with me everywhere, whatever. And he was like, are you serious? Yeah. What do you think about making your own hot sauce? I said, I would love to, but I don't know anybody. I'm a musician, who do I know? Let me pick up the phone and call Tabasco and see what's up, right? He says, um, let me make some phone calls and, and we'll see if we can't make it happen. That was like in August. By November, we were done. We had it. Wow. Yeah. And then another one. And then another one came out uh, about a month ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about a month, maybe, maybe two months ago, um, which is a little bit hotter than the first one. But the first one, the two first places it got at the awards, was one was for uh, Marinade, mm -hmm. and then the other one was for... Um, condiments which is would be like a steak sauce kind of thing mm. um and more coming out more yeah we're we're in talks of doing another one which i mean it's so crazy you know when i was at the, at the dallas convention you guys would come up to me at the booth and their eyes would be bugging out like give me the hottest thing you got you know i'm like well well we i don't really do that you know it's more of a flavor thing or whatever and but the people that i work with they do it you know, they're right next door, and man, I see grown, grown people on their hands and knees on the floor, hitting the floor. Like, what did they just do? What did they just eat? Like, I don't, I don't know how, how people can. But do you that have a background. So, how long have you been doing like carrying peppers and you know liking that? Ah, years. I don't even. Yeah, From don't when, even. like, when you were a kid, did you like hot sauce and stuff like that? I did, but not the way I do now. I mean, you know, it, it all it all started by accident, and I, I honestly, it wasn't. I didn't love it, you know, because it scared me. I thought it was something else. I thought it was a candy. It was on the table at my cousin's house. I grabbed it, popped it in my mouth, and that thing just exploded fire. Took off running. My cousin was laughing. He got in trouble because they thought he had, you know coaxed me to do it, tricked me, whatever. I didn't know. I mean, he didn't tell me no, but, mm. and he knew what was going to happen, but, and that was my introduction. But then how does it get from there to a guy carrying peppers? I don't think I've ever heard, what, how did you, what do you do with the peppers <laughs> when you're at an Italian restaurant? 
Well, I mean, I, I carry, yeah, I just, I, it's. You cut them up, do you put them in stuff? No, you bite them. So it's just like a separate thing, like right here? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like you'll have your glass of water, your red wine, your plate of your Italian food, and just take a pepper out of the bag, take a bite, get to it, you know? But now you make something you can put in the food, on the food? Yeah, well, the, 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 the sauce that we came out with, the pepper sauce, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's an actual uh, a pepper sauce, Serrano-based. The second one that we just released, which is a green label, that's jalapeno-based. And the one we're going to do next is habanero-based. And that oh. one is, that's hot. Uh, are you still carrying peppers around? I do. <laughs> I do, I do. I don't have them with me right now because I just came in from New York, and so I switched my bags out. And um, usually, if the bigger, if I have my little bit bigger bag, I'll have the bag in there. And now you see people go, okay, New York. Were you traveling for the pepper or the pepper sauce, or the the salsa, or music? Both. As a matter of fact, I'm going back uh, April. Mm, I don't have the date, but what's cool is I actually have a show that I'm playing at at the Rockwood Music Hall in New York City. And then the next day is the New York City Expo for the hot sauce, and then the day after that. So that's both, Wow. you know. But a year ago, you wouldn't have thought, it's just music. A year ago, it was just music. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. It was just music and, um, yeah, yeah, it was just music. Wow. So Just music and being a dad. I mean, being a dad is, I mean, I learned, I learned more from my kids than anybody else. You know? And so, five, ten, fifteen years from now, where, where are you? What are you doing? Um, still doing music. I don't see that ever, ever stopping. Um, I don't know. I want to start moving around more, like, and not in the in the touring capacity either, like the band thing. Like, I, I want to. You know, I know a lot of people say this, and it's true. Like, when you're on the road, you don't really see much. You see the inside of a hotel, you see the inside of a van or a bus, and you see the backstage of a, of a, of a hall, and then you see, shoot, you can't even see when you're on stage because the lights, you know, you see the first, second row, and then on to the next. And, hmm. you know, it's, it's one thing to see friends and family posting pictures of, places you've been to and you've never even seen what they're hmm. what they're posting. People also don't realize the writing that you do is that you know a lot of musicians kind of get more and more into that is that what you would do and less touring? Less I would training? like to I would like to um, you know there's, also, there's so many different aspects nowadays to the industry I mean you can make a whole record in your bedroom mm -hmm. by yourself um, I wouldn't suggest that for you know because it's a lot of work but uh, you know this is where I say like you have to my team is is amazing they're incredible uh, they're there to support me they're there to tell me when I'm doing good they're there to tell me when I can do better um, and I I mean none of this I, I couldn't I couldn't think of doing any of this stuff without and where do you record here do you do a studio or different spots but I do have I do have I have a place here uh, that we do some work on and, and it's basically one of the rooms in my place and then I have another one in New York 
which is kind of the same thing, you know. Do you live, you have a place there? I go yeah. back and forth, yeah. Like, a, like yeah. an apartment? Like yep. a, mm -hmm. in the city? Right on the other side of the Hudson. Not on, not on the New York City side, on the Jersey side. The inexpensive Versailles, which is tough to be in Well, barely, but yeah, oh, barely, yeah. but yeah, yeah. And then, and then anytime you need to go into the city, man, it's like toll here, toll, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. it took me a minute to be able to, to breathe with all the, the different charges they do out there. You got to spend more time there or here? Um, probably, I try to split it up equal, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but when the kids grow up? Man, that, uh, I've already been through it once with my oldest daughter, and it's heartbreaking, you know, when you think you're ready, you know what I mean, and you talk to them about it, and it seems like a good idea at the time, and then they're gone, and then their furniture's gone, and then, like, I would put that up there with, you know, I mean, it's one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with. You know, I went through the whole not having my, my, my daughter graduated from high school, then she moved in with me, and then she was going to school, and so we had all this time together. We had projects we would do, and then she's gone. You know, she takes off to go be her, you know, live her life. And on one, one hand, I'm happy for, for her to see her in, in chasing her dreams, and then on the other, it's like, <laughs> I'm in her room looking at the indentations on the carpet of where her bed used to be in the nightstand, and I'm opening and closing her blinds, and just deep breathing a lot, you know, and you know, I know now that it was a form of depression that I was going through, but at the time, you don't know, because like, what's wrong with me? I mean, I knew this was coming. We talked about it. It's not that, it's not really that big a deal. Why do you feel this way? And then all these questions, and it was a hard time, man. So uh, it's, it's kind of gotten to the point, and, and, and I think I learned that I've got to be ready for me. Mm -hmm. You know, because the kids and the music and the touring, it takes up so much of your time that when you're left to yourself, it's, it's a scary thing. And I've never really been on my own, you know, like I have in the last few years. Empty nest. I guess. I yeah. mean, I, you know, it's just, it's crazy. And you, you would think because on the surface, everything is fine. You know, but, and my daughter was the one that actually... Uh, caught me. Um, I was doing something in the kitchen after she had been gone for a, a while already, and I'm doing something in the kitchen. And like, are you okay? And I said, Yeah, I'm fine. Why? And she's like, Cause all I hear is like, <sighs> like sighing in the kitchen. I'm like, Am I doing that? Wow. Um, but it's great to have them. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, I'm over it now. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, now it's the studio room. Yeah. But um, it took me a minute. And now how about, uh, you're talking about recording and stuff and here in New York, do you ever see any of the other people that you used to record with? I don't know, Manny Records here, or do you ever, or, or Q Productions or the family? Um, I haven't seen uh, the family or been to Q Production mm -hmm. in, in quite some time. Um, as far as the other acquaintances, if I happen to be at an event, because we're all locked up in the studio most of the time anyways. I know where to find them, you know. Mm -hmm. But we'll run into each other in an event, and it's always good to catch up, you know.
And how about uh, a cue production? You said you played at Como La Flor at the festival. I played at the first two. Yeah, mm -hmm. I hadn't. I didn't go. I didn't play at the last what two or three that they had. I don't. I don't know the total. Any reason for that? People speculate. Um. Yeah, but I mean that's just something that I'd prefer to you know um, keep on the DL. You know. I understand. Um, but it's not people. You know, tougher with the family or just tougher for you in that connection to something that's not what you're doing now. Um. No, nah, just um. You know, uh, just not feeling comfortable um, being, you know, around, uh, um, being around certain energy, you know, that uh, I'd rather try to keep it as positive and uh, as cool and let's keep trucking. And, and one other question about that, you know, people, there's a lot of reaction on social media. Hey, there's a tribute concert in San Antonio. You should be there. Why isn't he there? Um, yeah, I mean, I, one, I didn't know about it um, until right before the announcement was made. Um, and so, you know, I was invited to the event, um, but being the way things get handled nowadays uh, between us, it has to kind of, it's not as easy as just, I wish it were as easy as just picking up the phone and calling and getting down to the bottom of it, but there's just some stuff that needs to be straightened out. And uh, do you think it will be? People I hope with all my heart that it, it will be, I really do. Um, It's hard taking the high road all the time, you know. And is that with the family still? Hey, Brandon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what else do you want to say to fans? I mean, I understand keeping stuff on the download, but then there's sometimes you want to say, okay, listen, this isn't true on social media or whatever you think. Or Yeah, no, I mean, I just say that, uh, again, uh, reading any kind of negative comments aimed at any of Selena's family members or any events that are created to help perpetuate Selena and her, what she stood for. Um, you know, anything negative said towards that, I'm, I disagree with 100% and I, I don't like hearing about or reading or um, just, I, you know, I, it hurts me. Mm -hmm. It hurts me to have to see things like that. And everybody has a different way of looking at somebody after they pass and a different faith. Do you feel Selena's still there? Around? Most definitely. You talk? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And what's weird is like she's not the 22 year old person she was when she passed. Like she shared a lot of the experiences that I have. And so if I try to connect to that, I feel like I can hear her advice or thoughts like if it were today, not the 22-year-old. 
And a lot of people play what if about her. Do you, you know, think what if about you? What if she hadn't passed? What if you'd, you'd be 50 or whatever it is now and what you'd um, be doing? Yeah, what if? I mean, I've, the crazy life I've led, I mean, my answers would dictate, you know, would, would kind of go with some of the things I've been through. I know that there'd be a lot of great times. I know there'd be some tough times. I know there'd be some ups and downs, you know, just like most everybody else out there, you know. Um, but, I mean, that's pretty much the extent of and it. And how about uh, her? What do you think would have, you know, in the band and where are you? One of the things, being the musician that I am, one of the things that, that, that I think about a lot is like, I wish that she could have had the opportunity to play with more people, play music with more people. Because, you know, you can get stunted as a musician doing the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, there's a certain period of growth, but then there's the plateau. And then it takes some shaking up to have growth again. And I feel like she was getting to that point, you know, but then we were gonna release the English album which she hadn't quite finished. So the English album that is out now is not, not really a finished record from, I would consider if she would have, you know, still been around to finish it. And then to go on tour and to play with different people and to like see her grow in that, that would have been. Would she be J-Lo or Madonna? She bigger? No, that's, and that's part of the sad thing about it is that it's not about a bigger or like J-Lo or like a Madonna. She would have been Selena, and that's something that we'll never know. I mean, that's, for me, that's the kind of, we'll never know. I can't, because I knew her in a, in a certain kind of way, and, and I know uh, Jen in a certain kind of way, and, you know, and she is a hard worker. I mean, you don't get to where she's at by luck. Or, or looks or whatever, you have to have talent. And I've, I've seen comments, you know, people dissing this part about her or that part or whatever, and it's like, guys, you know, respect the, the craft and the, the hard work that people have to put into it. It's not, it's not easy. And, and, okay, one last question. Well, you, you're talking about, uh, you know, the what if, a lot of people, well, she would have gone to LA, she would have gone to New York, you guys would have just gone wherever you wanted, but you were building a house. Mm -hmm. And people might not realize that you had this family connection that because a lot of people didn't know you were married, there was a, there was a big plan there that you were, what, what was on the horizon then? Then, yeah, then without knowing, you know, being, 20, being 22 and 24, what was on the horizon was getting that house built, finishing the English album, touring behind that, starting a family after that, and then see where it goes. And then with my mind racing, then it's like, okay, everything I've learned in all these years that she hasn't been here, whether it's health related, whether it's you know, diet related and, and whatever else, and certain rights and, and um, movements that have come up, you know what I mean, in, the, in, in this time that she hasn't been here, like what would she have stood for? I mean, I know it, 
I know it, I, I can look at certain movements and think like she would have been behind that 100%. She would have been, you know, um, you know, like just a lot of different things, man. I mean, we all, it's no secret how much she loved animals, you know, um, become, uh, I could see her backing, you know, just especially things that have to do with animals and just, um, but, but I, you know, that's me, that's my mind going off. Like she would have been so many things, not just a singer. <laughs> <laughs>